welcome to The First Home Guidebook, a podcast exclusively for first home buyers. I'm Amy Linardi, a buyer's agent who has helped over a thousand people buy a property in the last decade. I'm here to share my property expertise and insider tips to help give you the confidence to buy your first home. Plus, I'll also be bringing to you property stories from first home buyers about how they managed to get into the market, which will hopefully inspire you in your own home buying journey. Let's get into it. One of my property mottos is to focus on things which you can and can't change when you're buying a property. So once you've purchased a property, you can't change certain things like the location, the distance from the train station, the size of the land, or if it's an apartment or a townhouse, the size of the floor plan. You can't change the orientation or the neighbours. But what you can change is the look and the feel of that property. You can change the flooring. You can paint that property. You can change the kitchens, the bathrooms, the curtains, the landscaping, And yes, this comes with cost and time and effort, but by being open to doing renovations, it means that you can then open yourself to many more options when you're looking at purchasing properties and also less of a chance of needing to compromise on the more important things which you can't change, like location or the size of that property. But I appreciate that the idea of doing any kind of work is quite overwhelming for a lot of people, especially first home buyers. And it doesn't help when there are TV shows like The Block, which makes the whole process look incredibly stressful and where things go wrong over time or consistently go over budget. And that's certainly not a reflection of reality. In this episode, I'm going to share some ways to make renovating feel a lot less daunting And I will specifically focus today on cosmetic renovations. So this includes things like changing flooring, painting, window furnishings, even replacing a kitchen or replacing a bathroom, but not structural renovations. So moving walls or extending a property or changing the overall size of that property. We'll save structural renovations for another episode. So here are a couple of tips on how to approach cosmetic renovations to make the process feel less overwhelming, less stressful, and hopefully open your eyes to consider doing something which you may have not thought about before. I'll often work with first home buyers who tell me that they absolutely don't want to renovate. But once I educate them to the process and give them some tips on what to consider and how to approach it, quite often they are much more open-minded and I've had quite a few clients who went from not wanting to renovate at all to being very open to it and actually purchasing properties that needed a bit of work, doing it themselves or hiring someone to do it and ending up in a property which they absolutely loved, especially because they can then choose the design and, and features and appliances and really tailor that property to their own tastes. So the first tip is to figure out if you are going to project manage a renovation yourself or outsource it. If you project manage a renovation, 
What that means is that you are going to save cost, but by saving that cost, you are going to be much more involved because you are then needing to plan out that renovation yourself. You then need to organize the certain tradespeople who are going to do each of the elements of work and then organize all of the materials and items that you need to purchase for that. For example, if you are renovating a kitchen, you'll need to arrange someone to demolish the old kitchen. You'll need to organize for a cabinet maker to build all of the new cabinets and joinery. You'll need to order all of the appliances, organize a plumber to install everything, organize electrician to put the new PowerPoints in, and then perhaps a stonemason if you're getting some stone bench tops or a tiler if you're having a tiled splashback. So you need to break down all of those individual elements of what you need to achieve in that space. And then from there, figure out which tradespersons you need to arrange for each step and what types of fixtures or fittings you need to purchase. For example, choosing what color and materials of the cabinets you're going to get or whether you're going to get stone or laminate bench tops and what kind of appliances you want. So at the beginning, writing it all down, ideally putting it in a spreadsheet, breaking it down into tradespeople and materials, and then working through each of those elements. I know that's easier said than done, but just walk into a kitchen or walk into a bathroom and have a look at what's in there. You'll see there's taps, you'll see there's bench tops, you'll see there's cabinets, you'll see there's a splashback, and that's your starting point. And then also when you're organizing each of the different tradespeople to do those works, have a really thorough chat to them about when they specifically need to get involved and what needs to be done before they get there to do their job so that you can start lining everything up in order and ideally leaving yourself a bit of buffer just in case there are delays with certain materials arriving or tradies being a little bit delayed. And I appreciate all of that sounds like a bit of effort, but if you are considering doing something like a kitchen or a bathroom, essentially anything that is beyond straightforward items like painting walls or replacing some carpet, then the alternative is to consider outsourcing. And you're not going to necessarily need someone like a builder to come in and do that for you, although of course they could. But you could go to specific places who specialize in doing bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or even going to somewhere like Freedom or Ikea who do custom kitchens and who also offer installation services. And depending on which company you use, you might have to still project manage a little bit or make your own selections on the finishes and fittings. But there are plenty of companies which also do absolutely everything for you, including the design. And with that, yes, comes extra cost, but also far less stress and risk and time for you. So figuring out at the very beginning, if you're going to project manage it, or if you're going to outsource or some kind of combination in between. 
Did you know that the first home guidebook is also an online course where I teach you everything you need to know about buying your first home? You can find out more at thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au where you can also download my free checklist, which is a hundred things to look out for at a property inspection. Just head to thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au. My second tip is around figuring out how much all of this costs. It is a little bit challenging, especially because at the beginning, before you've purchased a property, it's going to be hard to get people out there to quote a full renovation for you, especially because quite often they'll say to you, well, specifically, what are you trying to achieve? What finishes and fixtures are you going to use? And sometimes quotes will take a while to get and you won't have that luxury of time if you're looking at a property and it's going to auction in a week or two or you need to put an offer in relatively quickly. But if you are considering buying a property or you've already bought a property and it needs a bit of work, there are other ways to figure these things out. If you're considering renovating a kitchen, for example, head to IKEA or head to Freedom And have a chat to them about some examples of kitchens they've done or some pricing on certain size kitchens or have a play around with their online kitchen computer modeling things, which can help give you an idea around cost. You can also put a post on Facebook and say, has anyone renovated a kitchen recently? Can you send me some photos and tell me how much you spent? And I'm personally in quite a few online Facebook local groups and I see people doing this quite often. You can just put a post out there on a local community network and say, hey, has anyone done a renovation? What have you done? How much have you spent? People actually really love sharing those things. And then sometimes they'll also be willing to share the companies or the tradies that they use for that project as well. You could also reach out to a bathroom company or a kitchen company or a local painter and say to them, do you have any examples of some projects you've done recently where you can send me some photos and just give me a ballpark on how much that particular project costed? Because of course, it is going to be different depending on how big your space is and the quality of stuff that you choose to put in there, but it can at least give you a bit of a ballpark starting point. Or if you're just wanting to figure out how much things like curtains or new flooring costs, go to a curtain store go to a flooring store, carpet and floorboards, for example, they have a certain cost per square meter. So if you know how big a room is, you can figure out how much it'll cost to put new carpet or new floorboards in that room. And then you can have a chat to that company as well about rough ideas for installation costs. So like with anything in life (laughs) or with property, you can do all of this research at the very start by just being curious and going out and exploring, speaking to people, putting stuff online, doing research, to start putting a bit of a picture together for yourself around roughly how much things may cost. And then once you have that benchmark too, you can go out and do extra research on how to then save cost. For example, if you're renovating a kitchen, you can do a lot of research on different kinds of appliances and maybe find a cheaper oven or a cheaper cooktop which performs the same functions as the other type of cooktop you're looking at, but is much cheaper. I've found websites online where sometimes you can purchase cheaper items because the box is damaged, but they're the same product. So you can save quite a lot 
by doing this or getting out in the car and driving around to different flooring stores or tile stores. I really enjoy doing things like that, but I appreciate not everyone does, but you can save quite a bit on cost by doing it. And you're really just familiarizing yourself with this new world of renovating as well. So you'll feel more comfortable when the time comes to actually make decisions. And then my third tip is around planning ahead. So if you've purchased a property, for example, and you want to do some works to that property as soon as you settle and before you move in, which is in a lot of situations ideal, because if you're doing something like painting a whole house or renovating a bathroom, you probably don't want to be living there during that process. So you consider doing things like adding conditions to the contract, which allows you access to that property before settlement so that you can get tradespeople in to do quotes or you can get in there to do certain measurements. And then you can line everything up to happen once you settle. And if you're planning a renovation and project managing it yourself, making sure that you have everything written down in detail and you're having a lot of communication and conversations with tradespeople. Like I said earlier, understanding exactly what needs to happen and when, factoring in contingencies or delays, ideally getting a couple of different quotes from a couple of different places or tradespeople as well so that you can compare. But bear in mind too that cheapest is not always better especially when it comes to things like plumbing or tiling or waterproofing, where precision and skill and expertise is quite important. So ultimately, doing a cosmetic renovation, yes, it can be a bit more effort and time-consuming, especially if you're project managing it yourself. But it can also be so worthwhile once you have that finished product at the end And it also means that when you're looking to purchase a property, you'll have so many more options you can consider and focus more on the bigger important things like location, size of the property, natural light, orientation, all of the things that you can't change, which will ultimately mean that you can give yourself better options and more longevity with a property that is more suitable to you and then focus on changing the look and the feel of it either when you move in or sometime down the track. And like with everything, the more time and effort you put into it at the very start, with research and education, the smoother the process will be. So please don't just think it's all too hard and you can't do it because you absolutely can. And with my first renovation, when I had literally zero experience at all, I hadn't even watched the block. If I could do it, then I guarantee that you can do it too. Information provided in our podcast is general in nature and does not constitute financial advice. Every effort has been made to ensure the information is accurate. Listeners must not rely on this information to make investment or financial decisions.